Welcome to Forward, the podcast of the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance. This is your home for progressive, thought-provoking real talk in the chiropractic profession. Featuring the legends, the innovators, and the thought leaders that move our profession forward. And now your host, Dr. Bobby Maybe. So ideally, we're all in the investor category. Realistically, very few of us will get there, but that's where we want to be. Right. Few, few but, of us will live there exclusively. Yeah. Some of us will dabble in there a little bit. Right. But, but above won't. that is the business owner system. That is where you want to get yourself to be with that. And as a business owner, and, and I, I learned that an S corp is better than an LLC. And I learned that from a CPA in Nevada who was an IRS employee for about 33 years. He was an IRS accountant for 33 years. And now he's uh, in a practice in Nevada, a CPA. So I talked with him a few years ago and he said, you want to be in an S corp. I said, why? He said, a couple of reasons. Reason number one is the least audited of all the business entities. The most audited is the sole proprietor, the easy one, which I told you not to do unless you're giving banjo lessons on the side, right? That is the most audited. The second most audited is the LLC, as a, as a, which is taxed as a sole proprietor. So you can have an LLC and have it taxed either as a sole proprietor or as an S corp, or even as a, I think maybe even a C corp with that. Or you could just set it up as an S corp or C corp. We're going to ignore C corps, a C corporation, because very few. I, I read an article on this the other day. A C corp is if you think you're going to go really big and you're going to go public. Yes. You want to be a C Corp. Right. So I'm out. <laughs> yeah. There's not I'm not going, I'm not going public. But an S Corp. So so in S Corp, the issue there is you've got to pay yourself a quote reasonable salary. Right. What the hell is that? I have researched this for years. What is a reasonable salary? And you really can't get a straight answer for anybody. Some CPAs will have a, a either a calculator or a worksheet that they go on, but I've found that that's even pretty dubious too. Like, it's tough. Actually, because... it's actually kind of a gimmick that CPAs do because they will charge you extra to put you through their um, their calculator. I like to it. tell you what you should pay yourself as a as an yeah. escort. The IRS, if you're ever audited on that. And they think that you're paying yourself too little in order to avoid paying payroll taxes. They have the right to switch that and tax you as a sole proprietor because you tried to screw with them a little bit. So what is reasonable? They would say, this is what the IRS says. Well, for your type of industry, for that type of position, what would be a reasonable kind of a salary for that? And like you brought up a minute ago, if you're... If you're bringing in $10,000 a month and that's profit, all that's profit, and you're paying yourself out of that $1,000 a month, probably you're probably going to get in trouble yeah. with that. You know, but then there's other things, you know, maybe you have a business that, that you don't have to spend a lot of time at. Right. Right. Okay. So you're, you're not as valuable to that one. Right. So there's different nuances. So with an S corp, you have to be able to 
pay yourself some kind of salary. So which is why I recommend to a brand new business or a new practice, start as an LLC because you won't be able to pay yourself a salary for a little while, right? right. And you need to be at, at a point where you can pay yourself a consistent salary with that. So until you're at that point where you can like, all right, I can pay myself a thousand bucks a month or a couple thousand bucks a month, you know, to get started with that. When you get to that point, then you already have your LLC. There's a form. And again, you can look this up on Google. There, you just Google how to convert LLC to S-Corp. And there's a form you fill out and you send it to the IRS. Hey, I want my LLC to be taxed as an S-Corp now. And they look at it, they approve it. It takes a while because they're very understaffed. Takes a while and they go, okay, you're approved. And you keep that form. And now you start doing your tax returns that way. And then when you are an S-Corp like that, you, you pay yourself a reasonable salary. And here's the thing, doctors. When paying yourself a salary or paying staff a salary, that's the one thing I don't do by myself. I don't want to screw with that, right? There are payroll companies out there. Some of them are super affordable. I switched to one a few months ago. I have three different businesses with them and it costs me like 40 bucks a month per employee. Wow. wow. Right. That's super. That is way worth it to me because I'm telling you, if you do the payroll tax thing yourself You're gonna screw and it. you screw it up. Oh my gosh. There is nothing. Uh, there is no bigger headache in this entire world of business ownership than payroll tax. Oh, it's awful. And, and the state calling you and sending yeah. you letters every single day. I want to have that little bit of layer of protection yeah. so that if there's a problem, I could say, wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> These guys did all. So that's, but, I recommend using the, a payroll company. The payroll tax okay. rates change quite frequently. Oh, from, yeah. You know, whatever, 8% to 8.25% to 8.75%. You're not always there to open up the letter and get it in the mail and understand that and then put it into your own little system and update the yeah. payroll. These companies have those updates on their own and it's just like yep. one button, click, boo -doo -doo, they update yep. it for you. They let you know they updated your payroll tax rate. You don't get these letters from us. Because we, we have three businesses. So like in this is Oregon. So the tax rate changes quite frequently and you just miss like one. And I don't know, it was like $107 off. And you just get letters, like yeah. nonstop emails and letters and calls. And like, what the heck's going on here? Like, you're off on your payroll tax. Well, how do I fix that? Once again, going back to Greg in the beginning, you're like, where do I take a class to learn how to do this right? And they're like, huh, yeah, no, just, <laughs> just pay the thing, pay the thing. You know, so one call yeah. to my payroll person, they're like, oh, we, you know, we can go back, we'll fix that right you know pay them that check of the letter they keep sending for you and then we'll take care of the rest no more letters but at some point uh, if you don't yeah. get it right you're gonna have to have your it's cpa a, or a tax attorney nightmare make that so, call and it gets expensive so don't do that on so i may not don't do your own CPA. payroll don't do your I, own payroll i do my own taxes but i'm doing my own payroll yes right right i, I got you can that. You might, any of you out there might evolve someday to doing your own taxes and that's wonderful that's glorious don't do your own payroll don't don't do it I don't, totally don't, agree with you. Don't be your own front desk. Don't do your own payroll. Right. So when you are an S corp and you, so you get salary, which with taxes take all payroll taxes taken out of salary, and then at the end of the year, you look at okay, 
income, revenue, less expenses and all that. Now, what's the actual profit? And this is why you want to learn how to live a deductible life. And, and I shared this in the in one of the posts, I think the last post, and that was, so these are the things that you can deduct from your LLC, from an S-Corp, right? You as, a, as the owner of the S-Corp, you're the CEO of the S-Corp, that is a, a compensation to officers. You're an officer of that S-Corp, right? So that goes on that particular line. And then there's advertising costs, and then there's office on an S-Corp, it's pretty vague. It's more specific on the LLC. On the S-Corp, it's kind of vague. It's like, you know, what are your office expenses? And then what you want to do is itemize them, put them in certain categories, right? So office expenses, that falls under category 19 on the, on the form 1120S for the S-Corp. Mm -hmm. and, and I have different categories. I have under office, you know, other expenses of that. I may have office expense, office supplies. Um, what else? I have a bunch. I, I have a cleaning and janitorial. Utilities. Utilities. Uh, a bunch of stuff. So categorize them under that particular category. So when I, when I put, when I have stuff, I, I use Quicken, not QuickBooks. I was Quicken. I have the same categories in there. So it's very easy for me. And if I were using a CPA, I wouldn't have a box of receipts anymore. I would have an organized, itemized thing to give them that is going to take them hardly any time at all to do. And I already know what the deal is. Literally a push of a button. And it, if you're it, not good at creating your own categories, say in Quicken or QuickBooks, uh, you, you have no, like literally you don't have the technical ability on your program to create them, but you also don't know how to categorize them and put everything in the right place. You can hire somebody on Fiverr to, to arrange your QuickBooks for you. That that one costs a little bit more because it's a pretty specific service, mm -hmm. but it's worth the money once a year, once every other year, whatever frequency you feel is important to pay somebody to straighten up your QuickBooks for you and make it look good and readable and understandable for your CPA and for anybody else who might look at it. Yeah. So you get all this information and you, and you, and you do it. And then again, you can either bring it to a CPA or you can, do it yourself. And the do it yourself thing, I never would have done that years ago before we had computers and software like that. It would have been right. too much of a uh, too much of a time intensive hassle. But when I learned a few years ago that CPAs use software, <laughs> I was like, well, can't I use software? And then I found out that the uh, so here's I, I just saw an article today that said the the IRS does not want you to mail your tax return to them. Sure. Don't, don't do that. You're just asking, not only are you asking for trouble, but if you're looking for a refund, it's going to take forever to get that. It's, now, if you do mail anything to the IRS, either a tax return or a response check. to a thing or a check, <laughs> always, if you're going to mail it, always mail it certified mail return receipt requested, right? And then save those receipts. Keep the same in your computer and a file. I do everything in the computer. Save those because I had a thing in one of my businesses, the IRS said, hey, you never sent us your K-1. I'll explain that in a minute. You never sent us your K-1. You owe us $2,400 penalty. I've been there, yep. And I'm, like, I'm like, fuck you. I did too. 
And then I, I blew it off. And then a month later, they said, now it's 2,500. What do you know? Yeah, it, it blows up uh, real quick. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I said, so I, I wrote them back and I said, and I kept writing it back. And finally they, they sent it to collections. Yep. So then I sent everything I had to collections and I, to the collection company. I said, here are my receipts. Here's my certified mail. Now here's the problem. I have certified mail, but that doesn't prove that the K1 that they're looking for was in there. Huh. I would have to like video myself putting it in the envelope and the mailing. And I said, I sent it. I always send it. That's what, here it is again. And they, end, they sent me a thing that said, okay, you're right. You win. Wow. I won. How about that? All right. So anytime you're going to mail stuff, return re certified mail, return receipt requested. IRS does not want you sending it by mail. They want it sent electronically. So many of you are thinking, well, that's why I need a CPA. No. IRS actually tells us, they say, we want you to do this electronically. And no, you don't have to use a CPA if you don't want to. Here are some software vendors that we approve. They're not endorsing one over the other. They say, these are the ones that we approve. Check them out, pick one, and they're free. They are free. So I found one that I've been using for a few years. It's called Free Tax USA. You can find it at freetaxusa.com. And it's free. The only time it's not free is when you're filing a state return. They might, depending on the numbers, it might cost $14. Pay it. <laughs> Pay the $14. It's worth it. All right. And, and on these, so let's get back to the, so the LLC, you're going to keep your categories the same as what's called a, a Schedule C. All right. When you do your taxes as a, as a sole proprietor or LLC, you got to fill out what's called a Schedule C return first. And that's going to tell you the name of the business, what your revenue was, what all the different expenses were, and you can categorize that. And then this is your profit. And then they take that profit. <laughs> and then, and then you've got to go to a self-employment tax form. And it tells you on the form what percentage to multiply that by. This is how much self-employment tax you have, right? And, you're, and then you get to write off half of this on another part of the form. So it tells you what to do with that. So that's a schedule C for the S for the LLC or the sole proprietor. For the S corp, that's gonna be the 1120S form. And you're gonna go down the thing and you figure out what the profit was. And then you're gonna have to get another form off the internet, which is called K1, K-1. But there's different kinds of K1s. There's a K1 for an estate, there's a K-1 for a partnership. There's a K-1 for an S-Corp. That's the one you want, K-1 for S-Corp. And all you got to do is say, what was the profit that I found from the 1120S form? It was this much, put it on the top of the K-1. And that's pretty much answer a couple of other questions. And that's pretty much it. And then that profit, you're going to put that on your personal tax return. Your personal return is typically an 1140 and you're going to put in, it's going to say, you know, amount made from other, it's going to say W-2 income. You put that number in there. Amount made from businesses. That's the number you put in there. And that K-1 income from the S-Corp, numbers, numbers. that's taxed at a lower rate, lower than no payroll tax on that. And that's, that's the attractiveness of having an S-Corp. But again, you've got to pay yourself. You've got to have some W-2 income for there and, and, and don't be a jerk about it and and try to screw the whole process because you'll lose with that.
Yeah. So this, this isn't a pay yourself a dollar yeah, scenario. You do have to pay yourself a reasonable. Amount. You got to be reasonable. So like for me, I mean, I pay myself a salary from each business uh, and then I pay myself dividends or, or the profit from each business. So it's, it's about half and half or so and do that, but I've got all the documentation to support it. That's funny. I've got all the documentation. <laughs> anyway, it's like a so, here. <laughs> so once you, once you get that, you, like I go to this free tax USA form and it treats me like the idiot I am. That's why I love this. Program. Perfect. It actually says to me, it says, Hey, Greg, we remember you from last year. Has anything has, are, is your social security number still this? Yeah. Yeah. Do you still have these businesses? Yeah. Okay. So follow along the bouncing ball. If you're old enough, you'll remember cartoons used to have a bouncing <laughs> ball for all the words in the song. Is it follow along? And it'll, it'll say to you, okay, did you have a W2? And you'll say, and, and let's say, let's say, yes, I got a W2. And you're going to get, if you're an employee, an associate, an actual employee, you'll get a W2. There's a deadline for that. You've got to, I think it's end of January. If your employer doesn't get you a W-2 by the end of January, they could be in some pretty hot water yeah. with that. So get that W-2. Is it on, okay, on the W-2, do you have it? Yeah. Look at box number one, okay? Do you see the number in box number one? And you're like, yeah. Okay, put that number here. Okay, <laughs> all right. All right, and then you see box number three? Yeah, okay, put that number here. And it just walks you through the whole process and you start see, you start seeing these things and then it takes you to the next page. Okay. Did you have any business income, any K ones? And you just start answering questions. And then they'll say, somebody asked about, well, how do you know, what about updated tax codes? Well, they got all that. I don't have to worry about it. They've got all that. So they say, Hey, did you have any, did you sell any crypto? That's a new one. Oh yeah. <laughs> they added that with you. Sell any crypto this year? Uh, no. Okay. Did you, uh, did you make any any foreign investments? No. And, and you're going to be getting over the next few months, a couple of months, you're going to be getting all this stuff in the mail. Don't throw it away. You need this stuff. It's going to be, if you have a mortgage, it's going to be how much mortgage interest you paid, how many taxes you paid. Keep that because there's spots for that at the tax return. And it'll walk you through. You plug this stuff in and then it tells you at the end, okay, you owe this much. You didn't pay enough, you owe this much, or you overpaid, you get a refund kind of a thing. And I walked you through it, which brings up another point. If you are owning your own business, all right, for the love of God, please start from, I don't care if it's weekly or whatever, start putting money away into a separate account for your estimated taxes. You are not, not only, you don't want to do this, and it would be a bad idea to do this, is to just hope at the end of the year you don't owe taxes. It's just you're going to owe taxes, all right? It's that it's a horrible feeling to be at the end of the year and realize we owe this much in taxes and I'm not even close to having that money. And I've been there years ago. I've been there. And then over the last number of years, I just send money. I send money from each of my businesses every week. And I have it set up automatically. It's an automatic transfer. So much goes every week into my tax account. Boom, 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 boom. And then we have to pay quarterly taxes. And they screw up with the dates a little bit. So the 
first, so, you know, the year is broken up into quarters. So first quarter is January through March, second quarter, April through June, and then July through September, and then October through December. So, but you've got to pay on April 15th for the first quarter, and then June 30th for the second quarter, and then September. That's just kind of a weird dating thing. It doesn't matter to me. And, and there's a website, you can just go to irs.gov, you can set up an account there, and you can see, you can actually make your payments electronically from that. So I pay my quarterly estimated payments each quarter, and then at the end, and I keep the receipts, and then at the end of the year, I can see, all right, how much did I pay already? And on my tax return, it says, how much have you paid already? And I'll say, I paid this much. So, okay, well, your total tax due was this, you paid that, so you either get a refund or you owe a little bit more or you nailed it. You want to be as close to that nailing it number as possible. You do not. When people say, oh, I, I love getting tax refunds. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> you're, you're giving the federal government an interest free loan. Right. On your butt. That's, that's not a good way to live. I said, now some people use it as a forced savings thing. Well, if I don't do that, I'm like, I just like having that surprise of 3,500 bucks in the year. Well, I, I would rather that you have the $3,500 during the year, but you do yeah. you and everything. So you make your quarterly payments, you do that. And I'm telling you, these tax returns, this, this type of software just walks you through it. Now, because I make comments online sometimes, I'm thinking this is why, about tax stuff, I've gotten algorithm. Like on Facebook, <laughs> I have you been the ads, algorithms. Huh? So I get ads. This is so funny. I get ads for attorneys. I get ads for CPAs. I get, I get ads for all these different things. <laughs> and what's funny is all the CPA ads, they're all talking about the same stuff. They're like, you know, you CPAs, you can't really make any money doing a bunch of tax returns at the end of the year. Where the real money is, is in tax planning. And right. then now you see these CPAs and I've been to these webinars before and they, and they give you some information and then they try to get you to spend $9,000 a year for their tax planning. Oh my God. Oh my God. And every time I've, I've done these, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing that. I'm doing that. <laughs> I don't need you. Now be careful with some scams that are out there. One that's come up before that. I've just, I was astounded that anybody would actually fall for this. And there was, I was speaking at a convention and there was a vendor there and the vendor said, you ready for this? The vendor said, there is a tax credit called an R and D tax credit. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. The R and D tax credit. And then they say, doctors, here's the great news. <laughs> Every time you do a re-exam on a patient, that's R&D. And I said, what? And he goes, every time you do a re-exam on a patient, that's research and development. And there's a tax credit for that. And then they would show you these checks that, that chiropractors have gotten of refunds of $60,000. And I'm like, that is a special kind of stupid. Yeah. Do you really think? I looked into it. I looked into it. I looked at the law, the code. There actually is an, a research and development tax credit. And it's for software companies, engineering companies who are doing research and development. It's a legitimate tax credit. 
but doing a re-exam. So I spoke to that CPA in Nevada who was an IRS accountant for 33 years. And he's like, oh, hell no. Of course <laughs> said, not. You're of going to not. jail. You're going to jail for that. One. <laughs> so I kept telling this company, I'm like, I'm like, I want to talk to somebody who's been auditing. Goes, well, here's all these doctors that got money back. I'm like, no, no, no. You could send whatever into the IRS and you get a refund. Right. It isn't until they audit you. Then you got to prove it. I want to see that. Oh, I, well, uh, we don't have anybody who's an audit yet. Like, Let me know when you have. They're this not available for comment. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> for, for the next three to five years. <laughs> so yeah. there's stuff like that that comes up. There's other stuff. Um, there was one a number of years ago that this is a fun one. This was when they said, they said, you are not a citizen of the United States. So you are not subject to income tax. Oh, the old. Uh, that was a fun one. Yeah, yeah. The sovereign citizen. Right. Sort of you, are sovereign. <laughs> you, you are your own sovereign. So I have a friend who's a couple hours north, kind of in a rural area, and he's been doing this for years. And I'm like, all right, whatever. But <laughs> it is so difficult. You have to live so far off the grid and you can't and never you can't step have a driver's off your license. Yeah, don't you step off I mean, your property. That's awful. This is terrible. No so, Costco trips for you. If it's too good, if it sounds too good to be true, it is. It probably is. It, it most likely is. Yeah. So just be careful. So this whole time. So the thing is, you have to be proactive with your business, with your money, and even if you, if you don't have to do like I do. I mean, get a CPA if you want to. I just want you to understand that you don't need to be spending six thousand dollars a year for a CPA with that. If you just learn a little bit of this stuff, all you once your business is set up. Look at the schedules, a Schedule C, if you're a LLC, or the 1120S, if you're an S-Corp, and see what the deductions are and keep that in order and start thinking about that and be prepared for it. Make sure you're putting aside your, your taxes and all that. Be ready for it so that you're not surprised at the end of the year, which is just an awful thing. Well, the same moral for so much of what we do. The more you understand yeah. about how it works yourself the more you gain the knowledge yourself the less expensive it becomes because right. some people don't want to have their hand they don't want to know anything about insurance billing i don't right. want to know anything about it i don't want to do any of that i'm just going to outsource it or pay pay somebody on the staff to do it i mean that's pretty expensive 30 40 50 60 000 a year you know or if you have some outsourced person it's like you 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 have to have the working knowledge to understand what you can outsource, what you can delegate, and right. whether it's being done appropriately. Not to mention whether things are just going to be straight up stolen from you in the process too. I mean, you got to. You know, I remember years ago. Find your when, chickens is. <laughs> years ago, when computers were first kind of coming around and software was coming around, and and we started using billing software and all that. Well, none of us knew how to do any of that, so we would hire staff. And we would get them trained on it and, and they would do all that. And I thought one day, I'm like, I, I, that put, yeah, that makes you so vulnerable because that staff person, if they get mad at you, they could hold you hostage. Right. Well, if you don't give me a raise, I'm going to quit. And none of the, you don't know how to do this. So you're stuck. And I, I, I realized that. And I learned, so I tell doctors, if you're going to use billing, software you learn how to do it not that you you don't have to do it do it if you don't want to but right i want you to understand how to do it so that if something happens 
and you're without staff, you're not completely screwed and you could still get this stuff out. And much of this stuff is automated these days. I mean, it's so easy. It's right. just so amazing to me to, to see where we are. At, like Back in, in the early days of my career, we would never think of being a lone wolf doctor. I mean, right. there's no way. You just Too couldn't do it. Yeah. But these days, holy crap, uh, everything is so, I mean, you know, I outsource my receptionist, right? My, the, the billing that I do is, is almost automated. I don't need somebody doing that. I mean, I have to collect the occasional copay. And then with copays, most people like to pay with a credit card and you can store their credit card in your computer or whatever program you're using in encrypted format. Wow. I mean, it's so easy to do this stuff and to never be held hostage again. And do you remember... Spider-Man, do you remember what Uncle Ben said to Peter Parker? You remember? I don't, I don't. Uncle Ben on, on his deathbed with Peter Parker, his nephew sitting over him. Uncle Ben said to Peter Parker, first, knowledge is power. And then with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, that was Uncle Ben and Peter Parker. Yeah. So good. you need to learn this stuff, understand it. Even if you still use a CPA, that's fine. But but when you understand this, you will have better questions to ask. Right. You will understand and you will have more control because not knowing any of this stuff is like when I would take my car to a mechanic, I know nothing about fixing cars. And I felt so vulnerable because these mechanics could lie to me and I couldn't tell if they were lying or not. That's right. So what I told them years ago, I'm like, if I like you and I trust you, I'll use you forever. I'll tell everyone I know about you. You fuck me once. Not only will I never be back, I'll tell everybody I know. And I have a very loud mouth. <laughs> and and my and they, they treat me well. But the same thing with a CPA or anyone else you do business with. Understand the process. Learn what's going on so that you can at least identify at sometimes that doesn't seem right. Irregularities. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't seem right. And that's, and I'm telling you, it just, it saves you a ton of heartache and money in your life. Absolutely. Okay. Um, super powerful. If people have questions, where can they send those questions to? So uh, like most, literally they can send them to anybody. They don't have to send it, them to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, question. So a lot of IRS.gov. <laughs> a lot of doctors it uh ftca uh, they like to dm me that's fine you can do that email you can email me at uh i've got a few email addresses and i try to keep them cyber let's get, let, i'll use a personal email address for this one dr greg d-r-g-r-e-g-g-123 at gmail right that's and, and I'll get back to you on that. And, and honestly, if I and then the DMs that I get are funny because people will I don't like to talk on the phone if I don't have to. And the reason phone calls for me are very inefficient, because when somebody has a question on a phone call, it takes them a good three minutes to get to the question to yeah. figure out what they're trying to ask and then to format it properly. And then I don't understand what they're saying. And then they're trying to it's just a waste of time. So I'm like, so that's why email is usually more efficient because you could kind of take a moment and think about it and then you send it and then I could look at it and read it, get back to you. And so it's more efficient that way. But but if the question that I see in an email or a DM is a legal one, that's when we'll do a phone call. 
because yeah. I don't want a paper trail yeah. on that. And that's when I'll get a phone call and I'll say, lawyer up <laughs> or get, get a lawyer, have them contact me. And then we can, because otherwise that could be a mess as well. So sure thing. I'm always, I'm here to help. This is what I'm, this is what I'm here for, for the uh, foreseeable future. I'm just here to help. One of the most helpful. Uh, and does doc, uh, does gotdocumentation.com still stand for your current schedule of where you're going to be in the world? Yep. my uh, I've got my schedule up through, uh, I think, part of the, the first half of the year or so. And I'll be, I'm actually doing a few in-person events this year. I was in Mammoth this past weekend, and I'll be in Parker, Vegas in February. March, I'm thinking about doing a lot, an in-person event in Seattle. Ooh. April, Kalamazoo, Michigan, for the Michigan Association of Chiropractors. Uh, April and then May is New Jer- Atlantic City, New Jersey, for the uh, the Association of New Jersey Chiropractors. And then June is usually Orlando for Parker. Sure. And then July, I'll be at TCC's homecoming in Houston. I got a few coming up. We'll see. I don't know about the rest of the year, but I got that. I've got my Wednesday, my webinar Wednesdays, every Wednesday night, just about three hours are really quick and easy too. I've got my one weekend a month webinars as well. And uh, I've got recorded stuff and uh, I'm doing stuff for the ACA recording content for them now. And then some other in Arizona where we got approved for Medicaid to accept Medicaid in Arizona, but nobody knows what the hell to do. So, I just got a call today and they're like, Hey, can you do it on me? So I don't know when I have time to practice my banjo, but you know, these are the sacrifices we have to make sometimes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll so yeah, my gut documentation side is fine. Bulletproof side is fine. Whatever. You know how to get all of them. Yeah. And I'll see you in Parker. So yeah. we're going to, we're going to That'll be fun. If you're listening to this and Parker hasn't happened yet, you should make sure to register and we'll be there. And if you're seeing us after Parker Vegas, There'll be another one, and Greg will probably be at that one too. So register anyways and go to that one too.